Hey, Mac, when does deer season start? Well, if you want the best deer herd possible, Lanny, you need to start right now. Right now. That's, That's why right. we're starting our promotion. I mean, we've got a deer season starts now promotion on plantbiologic.com where you can pick up our game changer soybeans, our forage soybeans, and our spring protein peas. While you're there, you might as well go ahead and pick up some brassicas like our final forage and winter bowls. Yeah, stock up for the cool season planting right now. Listeners to the GK Podcast, if you use coupon code GKPOD, you can save an additional 10% off our entire selection of warm season, cool season, and clover food plot seed. Get started today and visit plantbiologic.com for an unforgettable fall. I am Jeff Foxworthy, and welcome to Gamekeeper Podcast. If you want to learn more about farming for wildlife and habitat management, then, buddy, you are in the right place. Join the Gamekeeper crew direct from Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Studio as they discuss the latest wildlife and habitat management practices, news, and, of course, hunting. There's no telling what you'll learn, but I'm going to tell you, I bet it's interesting. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to the Mole Hall, to the Gamekeeper Studios, the Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Building, where we're down here doing yet another podcast. Yeah. And it's across getting, from me is Lanny Wallace. These things are getting kind of be a regular thing around here. It is, yeah. Sure is. And then to my west would be Dudley Phelps, who's straight back from vacation. Yeah, had a good time. Took a day or two off, and uh, what'd you do? I hit the public woods really hard, and I've never done it before for 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 deer. So you went hunting. I went hunting. And, On you your know, back. I've I've grown up doing private land my whole life. Yeah, and uh, so you you've recently become the, enthralled with public land. Yeah, I mean the the only time I've ever really done public is like backpacking and hiking yeah. out, out west mm-hmm. and in the Appalachians and stuff. But uh, gosh. I've been missing out. It's it's beautiful. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's where you, I, you can I cut to, my teeth hunting. You can so. go to a new place, a new spot every time, and see something new. So, what was a typical day like? Um, well, you know, uh, I bet he did more looking at trees than he did hunting. Oh, you know it. <laughs> um, I drop I drop little Dud off at school and head straight to the public land and. Uh, Really, I was searching for spots, and I'd, I'd probably get climbed up in a tree at 4 p.m., but I saved all kinds of stuff on my own ass. Dropped your pins. Yeah, dropped pins. So uh, when the rut rolls around, I'll, I'll have some places to go that I can just go straight to, and I know I can climb. But um, So you took your climber? I took my climber. And um, your longbow? Took my summit climber and my ah. whisper stick recurve. How heavy is style recurve. And, uh, you know, on day two, I get up in my, I get to my tree, had to stop by the office for something. And, uh, I just gotten these new straps for my summit stand that summit mm-hmm. makes, yeah. uh, cause my stand is old and yeah. I, I just re- retrofitted it with new stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, you know, these things are really holding everything together it's not bouncing around but you know it feels a little heavy and <laughs> lo and lo and behold when i get to the bottom of my tree there is a eight inch cast lodge cast iron skillet hey what were you planning on cooking what were you, you yeah i thought you were hunting not camping uh but why did you take a skillet yeah 
Did you build a fire? One of my coworkers likely put that in my backpack. Uh, oh, somebody playing tricks around here. So you toted a cast iron skillet all over the... I, I sure did, but... At least it was a high-quality lodge one. Yeah. I, mean. I didn't tell anybody about it <laughs> because I was hoping it would go away, but it didn't. When I get back, right. you know, everybody's oh, well, how heavy was your backpack? <laughs> so this was on day two you found it? Yeah. Oh, so he carried it all day one. No, no, I had to come by the office and. Get <clears throat> oh, something. I got you. Sitting apparently, there. somebody slipped it in there. Oh, apparently. Apparently. Mm. Yeah, you got some thick skin around here. That's yeah, for sure. You, yeah, you do. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you're a good sport, Dudley. Well, payback's a bitch. That's exactly right. <laughs> what goes around comes around. I wonder who did it. Hmm. I don't even have to guess. No, I don't have to guess either. Well, moving right along, where, yeah. where were you hunting, Dudley? Mississippi, uh, public land. In the woods. Uh, yeah. Well, was it within a couple of hours of Startville? It was. Uh, and uh, thankfully, that was only about a half-mile walk-in. Does it uh, rhyme with Juan Bar? Huh? I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even connect the dots on that. Well, isn't there a John Star? Oh. 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 I don't know. There's a lot of public land. He's got that's, access that's to that's one of the three. Yeah. But you got uh, Knoxville, you got John Star, you got Choctaw, and yep, up north you got Chickasaw, and you got the WMAs. Yeah, we you got wouldn't know. Core, it. There's Core Land too. Yeah, there's yeah. Core Land. Don't Look say- at you. Yeah, well, I know about the core land. <laughs> I know to avoid it. I saw it. <laughs> it is a totally different mindset. You know, it's like some people public land is like, and other people public land is like, yeah, let's go. I get aggravated when I'm with the times that I've hunted it. Yeah. Uh, you got to hang with it. But I've, I've tried it turkey hunting, and it's not for me. But, um, Man. Oh, y'all, come on now. So what do you think? Okay, so it's mostly as of now, and you, and you weren't seeing many people. But what, this after gun season comes in, if you go to the same places, or you think you're going to see a bunch of orange? I've, I've been told there'll be two or three trucks at every gate on weekends during rifle season. So. I think, you know. It wasn't, well, y'all can take your skillet, and y'all can. Yeah, I can cook, cook something up, have some eggs, some bacon. <laughs> Make some friends. Yeah. Scare everybody else off and the deer. Well, what's going on in your life, Lanny? Oh, uh, got a lot lot of stuff going on. Um, You know, still trying to get my stuff together for deer season. What about Hayden? I'm concerned about him killing deer. I know you are concerned about Hayden. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about him. Yeah. I think he's going to be all right. He's learning the patience of the hunt, you know. So is he, is he, uh, Asking, hey, Dad, let's go. Let's go. Why can't we go? Where are we going? What are we doing? You know, we're so busy right now, in all honesty, uh, with so much going on that it's like just trying to catch your breath every day. So uh, we 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 went once. Uh, we hadn't been but once, and we had plans on going. But like this weekend, he's got a swim meet. So mm. Is he still playing football? No, the, the football thing is, uh, is it over? Is over with. Okay. It was a short-lived peewee season. I was excited that he was playing football. I know you were. He is fast as Grease Lightning. I'm just – when if they <laughs> where did put he put him on the from? offense? I do not know where he got his uh, burst of speed from, but he's fast. Uh, Shannon says it's because he had to keep up with me when he was young, walking around so much, <laughs> and I'm so long-legged. Uh, wow. But I don't know. We'll see. So yeah, we're we're you know we're yet to get 
you know, get our stuff in order. But it's definitely on the on the horizon. We still have the you know the house destruction going on in construction. So. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, and speaking of youngins killing deer, Dudley, what about little Dudley? What y'all got planned? We're gonna try to go Sunday. Um, Did y'all go last week? We went last week. Had a little spike come out. He didn't seem. I would let him shoot it if he wanted to, but he he didn't seem real interested. We saw a few turkeys, and we heard big boy grunt one time just inside the trees on the edge of the field. And uh, I'd hear him occasionally moving around. And then, uh, of course, as it gets closer to dark, the thermals change. Uh, they sink right down to the deer. We hear some snort and hear him run off. Grunting. You heard him grunting. He actually grunted very uh, it was a very aggressive, long grunt. Really? One one time. Did you grunt back at him? I didn't bring my stuff. Oh, you're not a natural I voice just, grunter. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, did, you, did you? Were you able to tell Dudley? Hey, I, I, did you hear that? And, and he, he he didn't hear it. Yeah. But uh, you know, he got to hear the turkeys playing around and all that stuff. I said it sounds kind of like a pig. You know, you got to listen for it. This isn't normally the time of year where you hear it. Yeah, that's that kind of surprise. But he learned a lot, and he's uh, what made me so happy was he said he wanted to go back. There you go. Yeah, it's the you know what's the saying? You can teach them to hate it, but you can't teach them to love it. So that'll be real careful about. What about your bow hunting quest with your daughter? How's that going? It's difficult. We've hunted twice together, so there's two people in a stand. You know, it's. Trying to get them. We're going lock on ladder. Uh, we're we've done a ladder, a two person ladder, and then a, a, a elevated redneck blind. Oh yeah, which is really nice because you you can uh, get away with a lot more movement that way. Yeah. But we've seen some deer, and we've had a couple of bucks that acted like they were going to come within range, and then just you know like they do. It's bow hunting. Yeah. You know. It's it tough. So uh, she did shoot a pig. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was exciting. Well, on the hunt front, you know, Shannon and Terry are headed to Oklahoma. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So your your wife, Shannon, yeah, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, and her longtime friend and somebody else that works here alongside of us, Terry Myers. Yeah. That's awesome. They're road tripping at the Thelman Louise style out to I Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> I love it. That, that, I thought happened. I carried a lot of stuff hunting. Let me tell you what. I was helping her load up last night. I was like, Where'd you get this bag from? <laughs> uh, look, I would, uh, I would dread being her guide. Oh, uh, why? Well, if just anything went wrong, <laughs> it, would, it would be awful. <laughs> you know, if you got to the blind and forgot your binoculars or something, she would probably make you feel about that big. Oh no, it's not that bad, Bobby. I think she's got you on pins and needles. She does. Yeah, yeah. She enjoys, uh, you know. Has Melissa ever killed anything? No, she she's gone with me. She's gone with me this year. She'll go sit and watch, and she's not opposed to me shooting anything. Right? She doesn't want to shoot. Yeah, anything. Kelly's the same way. Shannon will blow them down. You better look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Oh me. Well, you know, I'm looking at Jason Cleveland, who's our producer, who holds that uh, that tape recorder together and all that, and. And he's got a son named Christian that started working here a few months back. And I think you guys, did Christian get a blue tick dog over the weekend to coon hunt with? He did. One of my buddies <laughs> from back in Newton County, he got it from him. And he's that? super excited about it. You know, coon hunting is a lot of fun when you're that age. And he, he's already named it. 
you know, he's sharing pictures. So he's got it tied up at the nursery. Got as the a matter of fact, <laughs> got the picture of him holding the tail up, you know. Like as a know. matter of fact, the other night we heard him barking outside. He was, he was going crazy. And Christian went outside and let him off the chain. Yeah. And he took off like a rocket. And I, I bet he was three or 400 yards away. We could barely hear him. Christian tracked him out there, and he had a coon up a tree. Oh, oh look at that. First run. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, I definitely want to go hunting with this. I have dog. never coon hunted. It, oh, it's so much fun. Oh. I mean, think about all those Jerry Clower stories. Oh, I mean, no, look, I get it. I feel like I have, even though I hadn't. Most you know of what those mean? revolve around coon hunting. Yeah, well, I, I knew that, but, yeah, I didn't. just never been personally myself. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of – Kind of get tired when it gets dark. I think it, it you know, when I was younger, I went with a group of guys a bunch, and it seems like it's always like teenage teenage boys and older men, and then there's nobody in between that coon hunts. Both ends of the so, age so, spectrum. So you're like you're like Christian's age, uh-huh. and you're like a you know seventy five year old guy in overalls with a, a you know with a lamp and a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He so, probably it probably takes him a while to get get to the tree coon, but uh, he probably enjoys hearing the hear the dogs run. Yeah, so when's yeah. the last time you went coon hunting, Bobby? It's been it's been a while. Gosh, it's probably been since I've known you. Yeah, it's been, it's been thirty years. <laughs> it's been thirty years. I've, I've never been with coon hunting at night with a dog. I've done squirrel hunting with dogs, and that's yeah. fun. Yeah, at it's night, great fun. No, <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, we're so hyper focused on deer and turkey these no, days that I, that's right. I love when I hear about somebody that's doing something like that. Right, so I, and I mean, I think probably a lot of our your first hunt, what, what kind of, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't deer hunting or was it? What's the first, your, probably, some of your first hunting yeah, memories? Yeah, dove shoot. Dove shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you? sure. For sure. Dove. Um, you know, I love my dad. He, he passed away when I was 17, but he would take me. Uh, he obviously didn't read the book on how to train a kid to hunt. Right. He just threw me into it. Right. Um, and so, uh, I was the kid that was trying to walk behind him out, in the, you know, walking soybean fields, trying to jump a rabbit, quail, dove, fly over. That's what he liked to do. Just right. go, Hunt. go and walk on the weekends. Yeah. And whatever you saw, that was, it was yeah. in season. Right. And I then, call that a gumbo hunt. And then, yeah. uh, you know, then, then he started taking me deer hunting, but that was when there weren't any deer. And so I think I hunted with him for four years before we even saw a deer. Oh, yeah. And, and that was when you'd have the piece of plywood between the two trees mm-hmm. with the lawn chairs on it. Or the cotton spoon. I would just immediately go to sleep in the bottom of it. And, I, you know, he shot and woke me up. And I remember hunting just I can't, just for days and not seeing deer. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I would have dreams when I was young that I would finally shoot a deer and I would go up to it and I'd grab it by the horns and the horns would break. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> That's how smitten I was by it. I mean, I... And I, I got to where I didn't like it, but I wanted to please him. So I would go. No, nah, I got and, you. And, uh, you know, I'm just lucky and blessed that it's stuck. And I, you know, I love it. But, well, it's funny. My cousin and I were talking last night. He's got a, his uh, son, Cash, and he sent me videos. He's out there, you know, shooting the does with a 410. And it's just some of the greatest stuff you've ever seen. And he's like, you know, we used to be so miserable. Honey, I can't believe I love it still. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> but it is. It, it's just something about it uh, that, that you, you can't emulate anywhere else. But. No, no, you can't. So Jason, has uh, Christian read 
the book Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's his favorite book. Oh, that's a good one. I would highly recommend anybody that's got a youngster. Like Hayden, he'll be old enough to read that in a few years. No, he's already reading like a champion. And Little Duck. Oh, it's I've, a great book. That and Old Yeller. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those were my favorites when I was a kid. Man, them dog stories now. First time Y'all gonna ever, get me tore up. First time I ever <laughs> cried watching a movie. Yeah. That's about the only time I cry now is when a dog says <laughs> something about a dog. Yeah, don't mess with our dogs. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Well, good for Christian. Keep, <clears throat> keep us posted on what's the dog's name? Trap. Trap. That's an awesome. We've name. had a this is a this is a very big current events segment we've had here. We've got all kind of stuff going on. Well, we don't have a guest. Oh, that's so, right. So, uh, you know, the we had a guest lined up, and due to you know some health reasons, they had to back out on us, and it uh-huh. kind of left us with a little hole to fill here. Gotcha. So, it's interesting to learn what's going on in your world, Blaney. I think everybody. Well, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. What's going on? There? I live a, a very uh, blessed life. So, anyways. Yeah, you do. You're uh, uh, and I'm really excited to hear what Shannon and Terry do out there. Is oh, that's it Oklahoma great. that they're yeah, doing? Oklahoma they're going to. It's you know they have been friends their whole lives. Yeah. So uh, we actually live close to each other. So uh, Shannon's hunted a, a pretty good bit. Terry, you know, has has been around her, her whole life and her whole family hunts. But I don't know how much you know she's kind of done solo. So uh, yeah, they kind of got them a little girls trip out there, and the cameras are following behind them. Uh, where are they going in Oklahoma? Uh oh, God! Is it the Canadian River? Hill? Yeah, that's the guy. Okay, that's yeah. a long drive. Yeah, yeah, all the is. way across. Yeah, she left at three fifteen this morning. Wow! Yeah. yeah, tell them to bring us some bar oak acorns. We're we're kind of low. Yeah, I could hit them up for that. They'll be out there. Riley's out there. We'll call Riley. I'm sure Riley. he'll get it done. Well, maybe <laughs> Riley will get the number three kill under yeah. his belt this yeah. year. He's he's. Yeah, I, I, I'm just impressed with Riley's uh, baby. Have you seen those pictures on Facebook? I know this is way off subject. That, that, <laughs> that, is, that is the grin in this young and I. Uh, yeah, he's a yeah, old, old Fisher. Old, old Fisher. Yeah, that's cool. I messed around with Riley the other day and told him that I found one of his public hunting spots, and he texted me back. He's like, don't tell anybody. Mm. Is that what he sounded like? That, you know, it was, in, it was in text, but I think that's what it was about. It's that's like, what dude, his, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I did figure it out. How about that? That's part of the, you know, the lure of, of public hunting. And even, I think it's offshore fishing, too. It's that great unknown, for one thing. And then it is that you have to outfish, outhunt, outwork, outcommit, out, you know, Mm-hmm. You gotta out you, you gotta outdo everybody else. That's what it comes down to. Well, you know, you hear stories about I, I, this week. I have heard that five days prior to the duck season starting in Arkansas, there were people already parked at the boat ramp. I couldn't imagine how crazy it is. Cause five days. I was the guy, you know, twenty years ago, getting up at one a.m. and not even going to bed and beating everybody out there when nobody was doing it. Mm-hmm. And now I couldn't even imagine. So, well, especially on the duck, the duck thing. You know, I don't know what it, what propelled it the way it did. Maybe it was Duck Dynasty, and you know, maybe it was the Robertsons. I don't know, but uh, it's 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 wild out there in the public duck woods, buddy. Yeah, it it, it, it uh, 
from what I've heard, uh, it, it, you know, I think like Biomeda, I think mm-hmm. they would let you launch a boat, but then you couldn't go past a certain point until mm-hmm. maybe four o'clock. And then when four o'clock got here, it was just a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Wow. So, you know, I, I at one time I had a duck boat and hunted on the Tom Big I remember bin. those days. And that, that you had to get up so early because you, you really would – and it would it was so aggravating because you would have in your mind where you were going to go, you know, all night long, and then you would launch and get, get all there. The way to, somebody's and, there. Well, <laughs> the, the aggravating thing is sometimes they would let you pole all the way oh, back yeah, yeah. there, get to where you're hey. going to get, and then they'd turn on their lights mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Hey, go it!" And you'd have to back out mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. So I, I kind of I got tired of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not you know the duck hunting around here is pretty limited, honestly. So. If you're going to duck hunt hard around here in East Mississippi public land, that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest challenges there is from a public land perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more now than there was yeah, more now, people doing it. Yeah, now. everybody we're talking about with the Wild West, that's in the Delta. You know, they're not, you know, you won't see them fighting over here. Yeah. But you can, you know, I, I, you can find some little potholes, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kill you a handful of ducks. Um, you know, what those guys are doing out in that flooded timber in Arkansas is, you know, they're, just being the first one to get there, kind of like those bass boats. Mm, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's. I just can't imagine going as fast in those woods in a boat as they're going. Yeah. It's a wonder somebody doesn't get killed. Yeah, and they've been doing it for years too, even before these mud motors and everything else. You know, I heard, they've you know, been doing it. I went with this guy, and this is it's a long time ago. It was over twenty years ago, and uh, Johnny Mafus. And he was like a legend over mm-hmm. in that Biomeda area. And I had the best time with him. It was so much fun. But I remember him telling stories that, like, you could only have, like, a 40-horsepower motor and that guys would take a mm-hmm. 75 or 80 and then put the decals off of a 40. <laughs> or they'll get – they're still doing that. They're taking, you know, these outboard motors and boring them out, you know, boring the pistons, putting bigger pistons out of them. So it will be, you know, the size. But inside, it's – Way more than that. Mm. Yeah, you know when they start putting on goggles when they're going duck <laughs> yeah. hunting, you know, and helmets, it's like it's going to get serious out oh, here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Y'all can have that. <laughs> Take it. So speaking of duck hunting, this uh, episode's uh, sponsor is Gamekeeper Fieldwear. Oh, yeah. Is that the, it, the waiter jacket? They've got they? the new waiter jacket, mm. and it is such a, it's got so many features, guys. When y'all go online and look at it at gamekeeperfieldwear.com, you can't see all the features that this thing has. And you can't see it because it's in bottom land and shattered grass. It, it's beautiful. Boom. It's a great product. <laughs> I like how you did that there. But they've they've got the the jacket, the waiter jacket, on sale 20% off just in time for duck season. So they're the sponsor of this week's um, podcast. That, that'd make a great Christmas gift. Yeah, it would. It sure or would. an early Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A Thanksgiving it, open gift. Open it early. Yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving gift. So they're the sponsor of this week's podcast. And this podcast, uh, we talked about, you hear people do the best of, you know, series of stuff, things, that, the best of show. Well, this is the best one we could do today. So that's what the title <laughs> is going to be. We're going to uh, talk about our kids. Yeah. Well, I want to ask Dudley. Who's got Rona? When, when uh, he was walking around looking at all these trees, if if he saw many squirrels. I did see a few squirrels. Um, it was all gray squirrels in the woods, but you'd see fox squirrels driving up and down the gravel roads. Well, I was, that's what I was kind of getting at when I was asking y'all earlier, what was your first introduction into hunting? I knew I figured it would be small game. Uh, mine was squirrel hunting. 
you know. Mine too. And, well, dove and squirrels. And where I really fine-tuned, you know, my, I guess I fine-tuned my skills. <laughs> There's nothing about you fine-tuned. <laughs> I only shot seven times. <laughs> but, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But my favorite, you know, my favorite way to hunt, and I think a lot of it, you know, you see this out west more than south because it's so thick, is, you know, spotting and stalking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, that's definitely something that I learned as a young child trying to get close enough to shoot a squirrel with a twenty two, or a, actually starting out with a pellet gun before it all happened. But they they are tough. I mean, you got you you've got to pay attention. You've got to camouflage up, and you you've got to be stealthy. Yeah, you got to move um, with the woods unless you're deer hunting. Yeah, and then they're everywhere. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How many times have you heard a squirrel in the woods and thought it was a deer? Oh my goodness. I still, it still gets me. I know it's a squirrel, but I'm like, there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a black panther. <laughs> no telling. No I telling. will say this. Um, it's harder to find places to squirrel hunt because everybody's, once again, so hyper-focused on deer. They don't, they don't want their place getting boogered up. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and you do think of that, you know, people walking through and, and shooting them, but... It's really fun, and it's a, you know, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say it's a lost art form, but, you know, you don't see as many people doing it these days as you used to. And nowadays it's more like a before or after deer season thing. Yeah. You know, same with rabbit season. Yeah. So, so Dudley, could this scenario take place? Could you be at your public hunting area at Juan Bar and you be sitting in a stand and it's be nine o'clock in the morning and you're enjoying it. And all of a sudden you hear a couple of 22 shots and here comes a dad and junior and they're squirrel hunting and they walk right on the ridge top that you're on and, and hunt squirrels and keep on going. Could that happen? Absolutely. I think it happens frequently. I, I just hadn't been enough in public woods to see it happen, but you, so oh, it's, it's not, it happens all the time. It's not just deer hunting that's going on. It's no. any, whatever's legal. I, another once again, I, I think deer hunting has gotten so popular on public land that it's more difficult to do that kind of thing. And I even, you know, lots of folks will heckle people like that. You know, you're, you're coming through here, messing it up and that, that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, Would you heckle them? No. Nah. Of course he wouldn't. It's the commons, I man. You, I mean, the rules of this, yeah. that's what it's there Play for. On it's through. Uh, Play you know, on through. It's your tax money, too. He's, you know? he, Dudley's a good guy. I, I, I wouldn't expect Dudley to heckle him. Well, but good. yeah, I'd, I'd probably secretly be like, oh, my hunt just got ruined. And I'd probably get down and I'd probably go just, home and poke your lip out. No, <laughs> not until it gets dark. I'm going to go play well, around look, and look for another. I live area. in the middle of public land and there it's active. People coon hunt out there. I mean, a couple. There's at least two times a year. There's a group that comes and coon hunts, and in February every year, there's going to be two or three groups that come through there, and they let the beagles out on the, uh, on and start hunting and come haggle, haggle, there. haggle, 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 haggle it up. So, uh, you can't, you know, you can't knock it. You just got to be smarter, you know. That's get where they're not going to be, and that's more than likely where yeah. wildlife's going to be anyway. All hunters need to work together and, and quit arguing amongst each other mm, like, we're, right. like we're in different political parties or something. Let's right. Just hunt. Just and, hunt. And be grateful we have that opportunity. And be good stewards of the land. I mean, exactly. leave it better than you found it. You know, game keep it up. Because uh, you don't have to just be a 
public, I mean, a pub private landowner to, you know, right. to be a gamekeeper. And don't, don't be that guy. No. You know, don't be the guy that blocks the gate. Right. Uh, and follow the rules and get your permits and don't bitch about it. And, you know, do your thing, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. And have fun. And have fun and enjoy it. Yeah. That's exactly it's right. It's a great resource. And every state's got a lot of different. We're really lucky here in the state. You hear Dudley and I talk about it a lot. But, uh, I mean, you know, there we run into people in Elk Camp. Those guys that we ran into Elk Camp from Mississippi, they had put in on the same draw hunts that we are. I mean, so it's a, it's well, a very active management resource. You went on a public land dove hunt earlier. Oh, yeah, year. I put it in it, for it every year. Yeah, and y'all killed yeah. like one dove. That was, well, yeah, yeah. You killed one. Yeah, but we weren't shooting. It was youth. It was youth. Okay. Youth. Okay. So why are you trying to knock my shooting skills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. Oh, and there's just a theme. You, you, we need to compare freezers. So have yeah, y'all been no. going dove hunting? <laughs> have y'all been going dove hunting out at our spot without telling anybody? I hadn't. No, I do know that people are, are hunting, you know. I don't we, think they're dove hunting our spot. We need to um Clay is we need to do squirrels. a fall. We need yeah. to do a second and third dove 100%. hunt. hundred percent. Well we, we we when we planted we didn't plow, we just mowed. So there it should be, you know, a significant amount of stuff down there. I got we gotta get down it's there. It's just a great natural spot. No doubt about it. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, Clay was down there this weekend shooting squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had a couple of squirrels. I think he I think he did pretty well. I saw some of them. They were shot up. Yeah. I don't know what you're getting at here, but I can tell by the look on your face. I don't know whether you're jealous of him shooting squirrels or no. you think he's ruined the deer hunting or maybe you ran the dove uh, off. Or- I'm thinking he may have run, uh, messed up. Spooking doves. <laughs> Spooking doves. I, so, in other words, Bobby would definitely get mad at the coon hunter <laughs> yeah, that ran under his stand if he was hunting. I'm going to put a 15-pound skillet in your <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is that Clay may be shooting doves and not telling us about them. Oh, no, I don't think so. Clay wouldn't do anything like that. No. Well, that's good. Yeah, That's good to know. He might not help you with your duck hole next year. You keep talking trash about him. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm right. <laughs> He's a good guy. Good times. Oh. Okay. So what about uh, blood on the biologic? The, the, there's been a lot of big deer killed this past week. Man, they continue to fall down in the Midwest. I don't know if it's because of social media or that many deer get killed every year, and I just don't see them. But, uh, well, once again, Mark Jury killed a giant. It's like that's every week. In our non-typical clover, he yeah. was he – was, uh, raving about it his his dear love and they he's got such a green thumb but boy he the all those jury guys are this year terry matt taylor they've all killed oh great deer and they're not their team members i mean i saw i think where matt's camera lead camera guy killed one yesterday he sure did, and, and didn't jeff Lindsay kill another good deer he did yeah sure did. i think that was yesterday's yeah, matter of fact or big, they, you know Big deer hitting the ground everywhere. So we're, a, we're we're still uh, in our early phase. Acorns are hitting the ground. Rutting, yeah, we hadn't know. even gotten. We aren't even pre-rutting yeah. yet. Yeah, we're a month yeah, out. Yeah, we got to pace ourselves. We're a month out. So Nate, that's uh, works in the warehouse, killed a doe. You know, he's on quarantines, but he's evidently able to go fishing. Yeah, and, I saw. Yeah, I've seen him wanna, on quarantine with his boat in the back of his truck going down the highway. I want to be on quarantine again. You know, I lucked up and got it uh, during turkey season. I didn't, you know, of course, I was complaining about it then. But. Yeah. Oh, you complained about it. Let me tell you. And that was some <laughs> intense times because I, it, it was. Uh, I felt like I was up here by myself. <laughs> you were turkey season. You were. 
During turkey season is the key words yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that was awful. Yeah, this whole this whole scenario is, is uh, kind of crazy. Honestly. So, what about? Did you see that uh, our own Norm Sneed, who is just one of the most impressive licensing sales guys ever? Impressive. Yes, he traveled to West Texas and killed an Audad. Ah. And uh, he's wearing the new Mossy Oak Terra mm-hmm. in a Drake performance wear. It, it, but um, those all dead. Now, I've never been out there and seen one or mm-hmm. killed one, but everybody says what a tough hunt it is. But that is a weird-looking crib. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talking about Norman? Are you talking <laughs> yeah. about the all dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Norman is a weird-looking <laughs> uh-huh. So they, they must not have a very good sense of smell with all that cologne he wears. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But it, but they talk about how physical it is. So it think of the the and Norman, you know and, and Norman a hunt, It just is doesn't a really specimen. add up. That's right. <laughs> it does, does not add up. But anyway, he killed a really big all dad. If I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, I'm not real familiar it's a, with the all dads. A Barbary sheep. Same uh, thing. So is it native or is it a? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Came from Africa. Do we need to Google it? They dropped them off in Texas. They came from Chad. So my understanding was there were some guys from Texas, like in World War One. They were over there and saw those things and said, Woof, boy, they would do well and we're at home. And somehow brought, brought back. one back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two back. Brought two yeah, back. At least two. <laughs> and turned them loose. And they've uh, evidently populated out mm, there. Mm, mm, mm. It's interesting how a lot of things have gotten here, you know? Yeah. Later yeah. on, I'm going to bring that back up a yeah. little bit later. Well, I mean, even the, the hog, you know? I mean, the. And that's how it got here, wasn't it? I know we had domesticated hogs, but and there were some maybe hogs out west, but in the deep south. Well, they say that the, the Spaniards, the Spaniards brought, brought them. Spaniards, yeah. Ponce de Leon. Ah, and, oh Ponce. Yeah, hmm. and maybe that. What was the other explorer that came right through the here? Soto, Fernando de Soto. Soto. Yeah, I read something really interesting, and this is kind of a change of subject, um, and it doesn't even have anything to do with them. We, uh, Clark, the Clark, Lewis and Clark, Lewis and Clark expedition. Mm-hmm. They're, they figured out that they were using a laxative that contained mercury. And that expedition used it exclusively, and other expeditions did not mention using it. And so they are finding these primitive latrines on these old campsites and testing them for mercury. Shut up. To find out that it Where that they was went. The Lewis and Clark's team. Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. And, uh, <laughs> I can tell how fascinated yeah. you are, Bobby. That's cool. Yeah, I think, and, uh, didn't supposedly DeSoto get lost around here yes, somewhere? and so. One of the few places that DeSoto got lost. Um, they're actively digging around here trying to Looking figure Looking for some mercury? Um, no, that. That was Lewis This and is Clark. DeSoto. Oh, yeah, my yeah. bad. But uh, This was pre-Lewis and Clark. Yeah. My archaeology buddy, they've they've been digging around here for the last couple of years, and uh, you know finding bits of sil- you know silver. So Spanish, they are they're are finding looking- Spanish stuff literally in my neighborhood. Wow! But I don't think they've you know ta- been able to tag DeSoto to it, but it's got to be right. Isn't it Rufus Ward that he has a lot of history about this part of the world, and it has a lot of. Uh, reference to DeSoto yeah, coming he's through. Super smart on that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I've heard about is that they it can't just 
exactly figure out where he crossed the Tom Bigby River. Right. If they could ever figure that out, then they would have a better idea of. And all the uh, you know old writings and journals and things say that this area was like a, I don't know, three or four county area of grasslands. And really all you had was trees on the creeks and rivers mm-hmm. because they burned so much. Boy, that'd have been beautiful. Man, yeah. And, you know, like post, I'd love to be able post to oaks button. every every hundred feet, you know, right. just ancient post oaks that can handle the fire and wow. grasslands. Pretty El- cool. Elk running around. And now we've got nothing but trees <laughs> everywhere. Uh, we sure do have some trees. Mm-hmm. Speaking of... Mm-hmm. How's that uh, black cherry mulberry package doing? It's doing really well. <laughs> um, everybody wants to plant trees right now. Hey, you know, it's the time just, to do it. Well, it's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like, uh, I don't know if it's the virus or whatever, it's triggering people right. to want to get outside. And, and There's definitely been and, a massive movement outside because of this whole virus We're We're selling out of stuff earlier than normal. Mm-hmm. So, guys, well, if you want to get stuff, get it. License sales are up more activity through than we've seen in a long time. So that's good. We're, we're collecting as much as we possibly can uh, in hopes that people are going to want to buy a bunch of trees next year too. Yeah. The guys are literally, literally driving hundreds of miles, picking up acorns right now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I saw them yesterday. And they Canvassing the Southeast. Mm-hmm. Aggravating squirrels at every turn. If there's going to be a, a, some kind of squirrel lobbying union that gets against us uh, at some we, point. We had a little mishap with our swamp white acorn collection. Mm. And uh, I want to personally thank my buddy Phil Stark for pulling through. And he went out and got us a whole bunch of swamp white acorns from some real productive trees. This so, segment is brought to you by Phil Stark. Blow the horn for him. <laughs> 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 You're the man, Phil. Thank you, Phil Stark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we take a break and pay some bills, and when we come back, let's do the Ask Dudley. All right. Yeah, that sounds fun. good. That sounds good? Yeah. When I first bought this farm a short time ago, every single field was growing up with brush 8 and 10 feet high. But it went from that to this. And even though I planted Biologic with very little moisture in the ground, I was really amazed at the results. I just sat in this field with my wife as she shot her very first deer. We could not be happier. We made a memory that will last a lifetime. All because of the effectiveness of the best food plot seed on the market. Biologic is better seed, pure and simple. Log on to plantbiologic.com to learn more. Hey folks, it's Jeff Foxworthy. You know, when I was a kid, my dad bought back the farm that he had grown up on. And I absolutely loved that place. I knew every square inch of it. It truly was my favorite place on earth. And when you're looking to find a favorite place for you and your family, Mossy Oak Properties can help. Visit MossyOakProperties.com to begin your search today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed those commercials and you will support our Supporters. Yeah, we we, we certainly need that. So without any further ado, why don't we get into the Ask Dudley question? Why don't you play that Ask Dudley thing? Once in a generation, a mind comes along, a mind that understands more than the average person and is more than willing to share his knowledge. From trees to food plots to fertilizer, 
Dudley Phelps knows so much that he has forgotten more than he remembers. And now he gives you the chance to ask the burning questions in your mind. It's time for Ask Dudley. Hey Dudley, Edgar Wilson in South Carolina. Trying to get some impoundments ready for for ducks this year. We've got a late start. We don't intend on hunting them, but we do want them um, to be inviting to any migrators and the local ducks on the property. Um, And a couple of the smaller impoundments, we planted God's Choice in early October. So it's roughly knee to thigh high. And I was curious if we should go ahead and flood it and hope that it heads out in the water or wait until it heads out, if it will, this late and flood it then. I appreciate y'all. Have a good day. Bye. Great question, Edgar. Um, and you're, you know, you're on the coast near Myrtle Beach and all that. Um, and it, you know, we have gradually planted that later and later every year and been happy with the results. When it started out, we were, you know, like mid June and July getting that stuff in the ground and having army worm problems. Um, it, it does so well when you plant it. Um, but the timing is important, especially now that we have army worm problems that uh, just seem to be more and more frequent every year. But uh, I think you're still going to be fine. It's going to head out. And uh, I was able to cheat a little bit, too. You sent me an email photo and we saw some seed heads forming. So that's a great sign. But uh, gosh, we've planted in July and failed and uh, you have to spray it and, and this kind of stuff. So Nowadays, we're planting like, you know, mid-August to mid-September here in Mississippi and, you know, similar latitudes and being very successful. Um, I think there must be a photo period thing when the when the days get shorter, it kind of encourages it to go ahead and make a seed head. Whereas when you plant it really early, if you don't get army worms, sometimes it can get too tall and, and fall over. Yeah. So I think you, you know... Next year, try to get it in the ground a couple of weeks earlier, but you're going to be fine. 45 to 60 days, and and it's making seed. In 45 days, it's making seed. We have, uh, you know, kept pretty good records over the last three, four, five years, to Dudley's point on this, because just like what he was saying, we were rushing out there July 4th at one point and planting and, and having to fight not only army worms, not only deer, not only hogs, but then it getting old and laying down too. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, you, just like you said, we pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. You know, so instead of 4th of July, it's Labor Day now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of our target target date. And we still have to deal with some army worms a little bit. Uh, but, you know, want to make a crop right before it gets cold is, I think, the key to it. There's so many things that can go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest crop we have to grow. Yes. But yet blackbirds, wild pigs, deer. They all love it. Army worms. That's a testament, it, testament to how. Yeah. But it's a grass. Yeah. I mean, isn't it? Yeah. But it is a grass. And, yeah. uh, and but, when it first comes up, man, I kind of want to eat it. It looks so yeah, good. Yeah, you very know? Gentle, very gentle. <laughs> but, you know, when you, when you bust that beaver dam like you do so often – and that water sucks off, and you've got just that mud flat. That Man. Is just, you can plant it, and within just a couple of days, you've got a green 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, and Toxie will talk more about this, but he's a pro at it better than anybody. But you're right. That seed hitting that muck instead of dry dirt, even plowed dirt, I don't know if it's more seed-to-surface contact area for it, whether it's the existing um, moisture that's available not only on top but in the, in the stuff under it, but it grows like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a great, you know, Poor man's duck pine 
you know, uh, kind of a solution for it's lots perfect. of people. It's perfect. It really is. Remember a couple of years ago, I, th- I think Clay Davis planted his too early. Yeah. And it got like five feet tall. It was taller than he was. Now, he's not out. a real tall guy, but he was still, he was still I, tall I than I want to say some water got on it and it made the base rot and mm-hmm. it, fell, it over fell over and it re-sprouted and made an awesome crop Thank right you. in time for duck season. Right in time for duck season. Yeah. I think that first was a volunteer crop that came up that by the time he went and checked on it, it was, he could see it making a seed. Oh, it was, so it was seed from the year before Before, that. Okay. That's right. But, but it really is easy to grow and it's, uh, and and look, I'm, I, I can remember my 4th of July being spent tearing out beaver dams. And now we we don't leave the water on it. We have learned. You're creating more work for yourself if you mm-hmm. if you take it off early. Mm-hmm. Not only the plant competition, but again, you know, uh, a, a hog isn't likely to feed in something underwater. You know, so. uh, and he was he was also asking about you know can you flood it while it's growing or mm-hmm. before it's done? This is not a crop like rice. You you know you want to dry land grow it. it. It's okay if you know if you get a heavy rain and it floods a little bit and then goes away, but it's not the kind of thing that you're going to grow like rice and water. It'll it'll kill it. Because this, I guess hmm, I always thought it would grow a little bit yeah, with water. My, under. my experience is it doesn't mind having its feet wet just a, a little bit, but right. not, not not a lot. No, right. And uh, so don't do that. Um, he he also did some cool things. There was a, these are all new spots. They just acquired this property. Yeah. Uh, couple of the the duck ponds they weren't able to get anything on it in time so he just planted wheat yeah or man you know i i I assume you can do it maybe i might be incriminating myself here but if you don't hunt on it it can you not feed there i would think you could yeah you you can to imprint yes and you know and that's what it's about especially my waterfowl impoundments is you know you can't just go in there one year and expect to kill ducks. It's got to be there for five or ten years right. for those uh, older ducks and younger ducks to imprint on it. But anything's going to be better than bare dirt, right? And you're, you know, you're also doing some erosion control. Mm-hmm. But you know, those, those that green wheat, it'll flood and probably yeah. die. But there'll be invertebrates going in there to eat it, which will attract ducks. And so, cool. Yeah. Have you ever seen a duck land on dry land? That's a good question. I've, I've, uh, I have when I was in Canada. I was, I had one thinking, but, yeah, not, but not very often. No, nah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've too. seen it. It's, uh, yeah, they lose their grace a little bit and they uh, come cruising into a dirt pile. It's not <laughs> nearly as common here in the South. No, uh, I've seen it in, 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 it seems Oklahoma like just in, I've seen it in Mississippi, you know, mm-hmm. outside of Greenwood where I grew up hunting. Yeah. And, uh, but it would, it was always when it was really cold yeah. and there was a lot of water, usually a lot of ice. And uh, I think it just starts where they're, you know, they're landing in the water and then it gets full or it freezes up and then they just start back Landing on the land. I saw them coming down in a peanut field and, I mean, it was a thousand ducks. And they were landing and it was stirring up dust. And you get in there with binoculars and see them and then peanuts. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then they'd pick up and they'd go to a local reservoir. Or we'd be waiting on them. Get them something to drink. Yeah, how about that? Well, when we went to years ago, when we went to September first and hunted ducks in way north Saskatchewan, that there wasn't a. I mean, we hunted dry fields. Dry fields. There wasn't any water. Wow, that was mm. different. Very, that is very, different. Very different. Yeah, it sure was. 
Especially with those old bottomlanders. <laughs> yeah, well, bottomland worked up there, I can tell you, laid in yeah, that dirt. Oh, man, I yeah. bet so. It sure Felt did. like a cottonmouth in Canada. I can't, I, the bottomland <laughs> works anyway. Yeah, it does. It's good. So, look, uh, well, all right, Dudley, thank you. Uh, we, that was a good one. We love talking about ducks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. We do. That was Edgar, good, good luck, yeah. Edgar. Thanks for pitching in, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. You that know, you a, said That was ducks. a team effort. That's like you say, yeah. Yeah, so Edgar uh, Dudley will personally make sure you get a little gamekeeper gift pack care, care package. Yeah, for you asking that great question. So, uh, so uh, look, Lenny, I think you enjoyed last week's where we checked in with Richie Davenport, who is the producer of yeah, the Gamekeeper Television yeah, Show, yeah. and just an all around good I, guy. I did enjoy that, and uh, and he's a little more animated than we ever expected that he could. So <laughs> I'm I'm really really curious to see what he has. What he's going on this week? Yeah. yeah, so. Uh, Let's, Let's dial him up. Yeah, uh, producer Cleveland, if you're over there, uh, could you Mr. Davenport. Just knock on the wall. Oh. Man, is he is he at my duck hole? <laughs> hey, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm sure he's planning on hunting my place, so. He always is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richie. Well, uh, we enjoyed checking in with you last week to find out what's going on on the Outdoor Channel this week, and uh, just thought we'd do it again, if you don't mind. Are oh, we... yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this week we got uh, waterfowl migration. That's where we uh, learned everything how we were you know, wildfire migrate. We talked to some guys, some biologists from Ducks Unlimited, and they were uh, some great knowledge and some really fun stuff. All right. Is there any duck hunting on that one? Oh, yeah. And actually, <laughs> Dale Hall, the past CEO of Ducks Unlimited, Mr. Bill and Toxie hunted with them, and this is the last actual official season as the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. Man, oh, Dale's a great guy. That's awesome. Wow. Well, good. That sounds good. So what night does that show come on now? Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central on the Outdoor Channel. Can't miss it. That's, That's awesome, Richie. The OC. The prime slot. There you got, it is. You got, you got GK anything else on going on? What are you doing this weekend, Richie? <laughs> well, that's a good Blast one. There you go. <laughs> well, Richie, I hope you kill one so big you don't have to lie about it. Get Dave to take you hunting. He knows where they are. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go, Richie. Thank you. All right. Well, that was uh, Richie Davenport. Man. That's an update on what's going on on the Gamekeeper Television Show. Lord have mercy. So, all right, well, moving right along, uh, Dudley, you got a grin on your face there. Oh, What's, I was just laughing about Richie. Yeah, he, he's, he's worth laughing he's at. He's a ham. Sure. That's right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told he used to have a radio show. Hey, man, he's got it going on, that's for sure. He's got a radio voice, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh, moving right along, we've got, we don't want to put everybody to sleep, but uh, I got a little did you know. Did you know? Yeah, did you know. So, at first, I wasn't going to do this one, and I've got a A and a B since it's almost Thanksgiving. The B one will be kind of fun. Yeah. But 
I, I wasn't going to do this one, but I verbally said it down the hall. You guys didn't hear me, but two or three of the younger guys didn't know. Didn't know. So did it, you know? It made me I realize that people under about fifty may not even be aware of this. I'm but, under fifty, but the ring neck pheasant that we all love so much this all over the midwest mm -hmm. people hunt all the time is not native to the united states it was did you know that i did not know that it was brought here in the 1880s by a guy named owen denny who was a diplomat who from the united states that went to china he was in shanghai and that's where these ring neck pheasants are native Huh. And he brought some, he thought they would just do, he was from Oregon. Yeah. And he thought that they would do well out there in the Willamette v Valley, which is where we get a lot of our seeds from. Yeah. And so and he brought some home go. and started them right out there. And then others saw them and started requesting more and more and more. And it's, it's, uh, there's feathers all over the Midwest now. Well, that's interesting. That's cool. Like, I, I, I knew that, but. That's very interesting. Well, I, I, I didn't know that about the Denny guy. I didn't but, know that. So when I was growing up, uh, one of the places I went duck hunting with my friend in, in Belzona, Mississippi, in the Mississippi Delta, they released like a hundred of them. And you know, they had several hundred acres of uh, CRP grassland. Right. And uh, a year later, they were gone. They they just slowly died out. They never mm. reproduced. Yeah, I don't. I think there's something going on with the, the, they in the south. I don't think they can reproduce in our the dirt around here for some reason. I've and, heard that. And the hawks are eating them probably too. Well, <laughs> the hawks, would be, they're going to eat them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you this: if you've ever, you know, it's the official bird of South Dakota. Yeah, did you know that? I did That's not know that. that. <laughs> it's from China, yeah. and it's the official bird of yeah, South Dakota. Yeah, apparently hey, South Dakota And was, Bill Gibson is up there hunting them. Yeah, he is. But apparently South Dakota was, you know, needing a bird. so They I'm borrowed sorry, one from China. Yeah, but, you know, when you drive, in, when you fly into South Dakota, there's, I mean, it's all about pheasant hunting. That's right. a, a big part of that economy. No, it's a huge up there. part of the economy. But they are a lot of fun to hunt. So I would encourage anybody that ever gets a chance to go out there and and pheasant hunt to do. And it. the all dad came from Chad, and the pheasant came from China. That's right. Hmm. We owe a, we. It's just amazing. Gamekeepers from all around the world have worked together to drop stuff off over <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's Neil Guy in South Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen those. That's a good conversation. That's probably a, yeah. We had an ostrich down the road one time. Remember that? Yeah, we did. Remember an emu as well. Oh, emu. Okay. Yeah, I mean, emu, ah, yeah. six and one, half a dozen of another. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and then my, my B to this, the oh, did, yeah. did you know, since it is Thanksgiving, when people hopefully will be listening to this right around the week of Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. but did you know that a red velvet cake is just a chocolate cake with red food coloring. Whoa. I did not know that. That's next level. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know I that. love a red velvet cake. You do love a, a cake. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love a red velvet cake <laughs> Thanksgiving, all that icing on there, that cream cheese ice cream. Ooh. So if uh, anybody's listening and they'd like to make us one. I always figured you'd be more of a pumpkin pie kind of guy. No, you, do, do, let me tell you a quick story about that. <laughs> I hate pumpkin pie. What? I, I just have never. Ever. So when I got married, my wife just she was just on and on and on about pumpkin pie, and I just cannot stand it. So I told her this story. <laughs> that, that when I was about four or five years old, I went trick or treating, mm -hmm. and some older kids stuck a pumpkin on my head, and then I had to wander around with it and couldn't get it off for hours. 
And since then, I've never been able to. And she believed it. And she believed it. And then I forgot that I'd told her that. But for years, I didn't have to deal with pumpkin pie because she was being so polite. She felt so sorry for you. (laughs) And then she managed to, one time we were at my mother's, and she said something about, oh, that was so sad about what happened to Bobby. (laughs) 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 My mother was like, what? (laughs) So now I have to eat pumpkin pie. So is the story true about you getting hit so hard on the football field that your helmet turned on backwards? Well, I like to tell people it was. I did did have the braces knocked off. Those stick-on braces I had them put on on a Thursday and Friday night on a football game. You didn't have them anymore. For first play, they popped off in my mouth. <laughs> oh man, that was exciting. I'd love to see a video of that. I'd love to see a video of Bobby playing football. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I held a clipboard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, those were fun days. Good but, stuff. Uh, so here we are. Uh, looks like we're about ready to wrap this. Wrap thing them up. on up, Cleveland. You do you have anything to say? I don't. Anything to add that could make this any better than it already is? That would be a no. No. All right, Lanny, what about you? Man, I'm good. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, gets out there in the woods with your family, has a good time, cooks some wild game for Thanksgiving. Remember, you know, the first Thanksgiving dinner was wild game. It was. Yeah. Turkey's played a role. Did they eat a goose or a turkey? Was that a made-up story or did that really happen? Which one? The whole Thanksgiving thing. I don't know, you know. I'm, you know, I think I don't, it happened. It may yeah. not be like it was, like the photographs that you I mean, see. I don't think the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Marina pulled up and there was a big welcoming party and they rolled out the right. carpet and cooked them dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all the old paintings make you, make you think it is. Yeah. <clears throat> but I know one thing. I love to eat. Mm-hmm. And turkey, I love Thanksgiving. It is. Turkey and dressing. Woo. Black eyed peas. And a big part of being a gamekeeper is, you know, the thankfulness. I mean, that's kind of, you know, one and the same for the resource. So, well, you know, uh, not to get philosophical on us here and we're fixed to get out of here, but. And Thanksgiving historically has kind of been like a little kickoff, a little hump to get over. After you have Thanksgiving, then then it's off it's to like deer a, camp and yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend. You're either going shopping or you're going to deer camp. Yeah, I'm not going shopping. I'm not going shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Christy Smith will be going. She is a warrior. Mm-hmm. All warrior. Right. All right. Anybody, Dud, you got anything else to add? <clears throat> I'm good. All right. Well, say goodbye, Dud. Goodbye, Dud. Goodbye, right. Dud. Goodbye, Dud. I'm thankful for everybody. All right. Get us out of here, Clee. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gamekeeper Podcast. And be sure to tune in again. Subscribe to Gamekeeper Farming for Wildlife magazine and don't miss the Mossy Oak Properties Fistful of Dirt podcast with my good buddy, Ronnie Cuz Strickland.